grave danger? Is there another kind? You see, the useful idiots that the Soviet Union, that Lenin put into America, are now the useful idiots from the Chinese. U.S. President Joe Biden, who has had another week of gaffes, confused moments. Uh, uh, They're coming down on America like Pac-Man, eating us up alive. They're acting more as propagandists. Also, the science has changed. You know the Pac-Man game? Think of a Pac-Man game out of control. Sucking away at the foundation of America. If Russia pursues its aggression, it will face the massive consequences that... Because if they don't want you to believe something and they can cast doubt... We have no intention of fighting Russia. Sometimes confusion can actually be the goal. The goal. The goal. And as we've said all along... Confusion can actually be the goal. And welcome again to Speaking Out. I'm JR. It's good to be here with you. Thanks again for stopping by. I've got a great hour. One of my best friends in the business is with me, somebody that I've actually worked together. He's almost like a brother to me, David Masters. He's an author, producer in his own right, uh, just a creative guy in more ways than I count. I'm just so envious of this man. But he's also very keen uh, to what's happening politically. He's written about it numerous times. He has his own national radio program. And uh, it's good to have him on. Hi, David. How are you? Jim, you have humbled me once again. That is impossible. How can how can the <laughs> student uh, humble the master or something? The master. Hey, no, you know, no, it's, no. it's a good. holy weekend, so it's a good time. And I'm going to do something that I usually I have all my paperwork and all my sound bites and everything already. But I because it's 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 such a good weekend and it's such a important weekend to me i'm just going to let it fly and let the spirit of truth go its way and and me and david are going to have a good conversation about a whole host of things current events stuff that he and i always like to talk about uh you know even religion and faith and uh politics and science and all these cool things now david's father is a very well-known talk show host in his own right the late roy masters and roy uh, had a tremendous influence on a lot of people that you listen to today, including Sean Hannity, uh, uh, Drudge, Matt Drudge, Matt Drudge mm-hmm. uh, and other people. That I can't remember the names right now. Michio Kaku, if you yeah. can believe that, the great That's physicist, uh, grew up listening to Roy Masters because Roy was a great philosopher in his own right. And I've met the man a zillion times. I always found him to be delightful. Just a really good man. He, he, he uh, formed an organization to help people that were looking for a path back to God, the, the foundation of human understanding. I think that's what it is, right? Right, right yep. And you mm-hmm. carried on that legacy yes. to a certain extent as well. So there's a whole host of things that we could talk about. But first and foremost, I want to ask you, um, did you know that the cell phone was invented this week or the first cell phone call was made on this day back in 72, I think it was? Wow. The guy that was the CEO of Motorola, he was in New York, and he called his buddy over at Bell and said, hey, guess what? I'm talking to you on a cell phone. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) I was just graduating from high school. Yeah. I remember them. uh, The first time I ever saw one was Michael Douglas in Wall Street because he was Mm. walking around. I mean, you saw things in cars, but that wasn't the same. But the reason I bring it up, David, is because cell phones and mobile technology – and which eventually led to smartphones has really changed everything. And I'm not going to say that it's changed it for the better uh, because I miss, I, I find myself lamenting those days before we had social media 
and we couldn't read everybody's minds and all that. What's your take on on how fast we're moving technologically? Can we handle it? No, no, we can't uh, because there is no firewall for the mind. And the powers that be understand our vulnerabilities. And, you know, so much of the um, popular culture encourages us to be vulnerable, especially men these days. Uh, I was just reading an article about a, um, a therapist who works with men who are hyper-masculine because they, they refuse to share their feelings. Well, you know, who could blame you in this day and age? Because everything you say can and will be used against you somewhere. And so for that reason, you know, I used to have a Twitter account. I killed it years ago, years ago. Who, who cares what I have to say? I'm not that important in, in anybody's life, and I don't really care to actually have people following me in that sense. I, I, I get to say what I get to say on the radio, but, you know, there's a lot of people who think that that's really what, it, you know, their, their whole identity is based on is their, their social media and their face disgrace book, I call it. Um, I never had a Facebook account. I, I don't do social media in that sense. I have a LinkedIn account, but I, that's just for business. But the point is that, you know, we bear ourselves open to anybody who wants to look into our lives. And this is why they're trying to get rid of TikTok right now, as you know, because the Chinese communists are looking at us and they're, they're really using all of our nonsense as a weapon against us. So now we, we are totally vulnerable. We've bared ourselves open to have our minds and our souls picked by the devil himself, if that, I can use that term. Sure can. Yeah. No, it, you're right. I mean, look at the way – I actually have to admit that I enjoy some of it, not all of it, like you. Yeah. I don't have a Facebook account. Partly that had to do more with my – it is interesting because we talk on the radio, we share our feelings, but yet for some strange reason I, I felt – like, I don't want to open up too much on Facebook because I don't know who's going to see this. That's right. And they may use it against me, you know, yeah. but I don't, I have a Twitter account because I use it to promote my other works. So if I can do it, if I can harness that, great, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, do I get wrapped up in how many followers I have? Hey, I'm happy with 20 followers, you know, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the idea of 20 followers means Whatever. something because ultimately, our words have power, but the the question is, what kind of power do our words have over us? And you know, speaking of my book, this is why I wrote my book called, um, you know, how to escape the prison for your mind, which is available on Amazon uh, Kindle. But it is the the war between good and evil waged in the battlefield of our minds, and the reason why I chose that title is because when I saw the movie The Matrix, the original Matrix, I thought somebody's listening to us. Yeah. So, you know, who, who knew what their real agenda was, I don't know, but there's brilliance in that. And there's a statement. And in the, it, there's a statement in the, from uh, Morpheus who says, it is a prison for your mind. And when I heard that, I realized something. Most people live in a prison imposed upon themselves by their own thinking. And so, you know, the headline for my website is, your body needs no bars when the mind is in prison. I mean, and, and my website, by the way, is escapeyourmindsprison.com if you want to find out more about what I do. We are all self-imprisoned. And the reason why is because they gave us choices. It's almost like the uh, Garden of Eden. Let's, because it's Holy Week, we can talk religion. The Garden of Eden, there were two trees. You know, the, the other tree is the tree of life, which in a sense is Christianity. And so there's always an opportunity for people, even in this modern day, 
to to partake of the tree of life. But first, we have to disavow ourselves of the consumption of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And this is what the evil one uses social media and influences us through the through the general larger media to make choices that cause us to believe things which are based on illusions and lies. In the Bible, they call those people necromancers, wizards, and, and they will tell you, I mean, uh, Rachel Maddow just would not report on Trump's speech at Mar-a-Lago. She said, because he tells lies and we don't report on lies, so we'll let you know if he says anything of value. <laughs> what? What, Rachel Maddow? So you're the one now that decides what is truth and what is lies? And so those people get spoon-fed a was, version of their reality, and it's not, it's not actual reality. But let me go back to that, because I think that the human being, you know, when we're little children, the first two years of our life, the first three years, even the first six months, they tell us that that is where the inner world really, that's where all, so much is taken in. This is why those first few years, it's so important to have a stable life with loving parents, not a lot of conflict, because you know, the child could grow up with all these anxieties and not know where they came from. And I always say that, you know, people are easily molded. We're like clay. And that's why it's so important to have a, a balanced life when you're young, because you're more likely to have emotional stability when you get older. And one of the things I, I try to tell people around me, whenever something pops out of your mouth, you say an expression that your parents told you, ask yourself why you're saying that. Why are you saying that that way, you know, or, or when someone tells you something that you've heard a million times, ask yourself, why do I believe that that's true? You have to have some sort of a, a self catch filter for your own mind, for your own protection so that those lies don't get in and they don't stick with you and, and they don't build up all these perceptions that you might have. Uh, do you under, do you agree with that, that we have to have our own self check mechanism in order to protect oh, ourselves from the outside? I, I mean, if you don't have that, then you're a screen door in a submarine. Everything comes flooding in. And if you don't have the ability to sort of be objective, because see, let's just take two words, objective, subjective. Well, if you're a subjective person, then everything everybody says, like it's like the snowflake generation. It's like people on social media. They could be crushed by being canceled. Why? How, how is it that, that, that they've given those words so much power that, or, or having their words taken away from them? Well, because our identities are wrapped up in relationship to the things of this world. And so, and it, the other thing that's interesting about this whole conversation is that the military has identified that we don't have a firewall for our own minds. And so, uh, if you go back to the um, um, Desert Storm, they were able to use um, electronic weapons to broadcast signals into the, um, the Republican Guard, which caused them to feel such anxiety. It was, it was a, a certain frequency, mm -hmm. and I yeah. I'm sure you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, exactly. I Th think Cuba tried to do it. Thousands of them surrendered because they, they felt so much anxiety. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Interesting that you bring that up because I was just watching Manchurian Candidate last night with Denzel oh, Washington. Favorites. What yeah. a great movie. Yeah. And, and it's so pertinent to today. Hey, I tell you what. Hang on. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll continue our discussion with David Masters, a, a fascinating man. And we're going to cover a whole range of topics, including this. And we'll continue here on Speaking Out America. Stay tuned. 
Welcome back. We're talking with David Masters, author, producer, talk show host, and just a general all-around great guy. He's got a new book out, which if you're into the, if you liked, uh, what was that guy's name? Um, if you like Jordan Peterson or if you like some of those guys that write about uh, that, you know, what we were talking about earlier about masculinity and, and if you feel out of place, but you sometimes could use the advice of a smart guy, David is just like that. He can can pretty much get you centered and there's a lot of people that are confusing. Like you said, you know, especially guys today, they don't know how to act. You know, they don't know what to say that they, they don't want to keep a door open. Imagine how hard it would be for a young guy today versus, and they have no sense of humor either. They're just like the, you tell a joke and the first thing they do is think, okay, I should be offended. at something. <laughs> and they yeah. don't laugh. They don't understand satire, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but no, we were talking about that being a prisoner of a priori assumptions. Like, for example, the first thing that people say in any kind of an interview I've seen where they go up and they do that man on the street, they say, do you like President Trump? No. Why? He's a racist. And it's like, where did that come from? Where was he ever a racist? He's been accused of a lot of things, but that seems to always come to mind, which tells me that the the Nazi... Uh, rule where if you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes true. And that's where we're at in our world today. There's so many lies that are being repeated every day that people don't even question that. In fact, they don't want to question anything because if they question it, they could be called out and they could be uh, outed for being a denier. And nobody wants to be a denier. That's like the worst thing you can be is a denier. It's like you're cut off from the collective. Well, what is the collective? It's a hive mentality anyway. Who it wants is. to be part of a hive? Like the Borg. Yeah, it's so you know? true. I mean, the Borg is the perfect example, really. And then, you know, the other part of it is the matrix, which is the, the, the artificial reality that is created for people to keep them. It's the, it's the world that's been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth, according to Morpheus. Um, it's, there's no more pertinent statement than that today, especially with the idea that everybody's so immersed um, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, even in these influencers. And, and of course, that's what they are. They are influencers. They're change agents. They can't help it. They, they are on autopilot themselves. And, you know, they're doing sensational things and saying and doing crazy things to get people uh, to give them attention. You're talking like uh, Joy Reid types, man. people yeah. like Rachel Maddow and Joy Reid and all these uh, troublemakers, what I call them. Really. What scares you the most? What do you think is really a, a what? What if there is anything that makes David Masters lose sleep at night? What is it? Besides maybe your personal finances, which is common with everybody, right? But it, but on a global scale, on the macro, what scares you the most? Well, you know, with regard to personal finances, listen. <laughs> if the world comes to whatever it is that's been predicted. Uh, let's let's just call it the uh, a war between good and evil, which is what we are in right now. Doesn't matter how rich you are. I mean, you can have underground bunkers and you'll be there by yourself with you know with your servants. Um, what matters to me is that people have not stood up collectively against evil. That's what bothers me the most. And so what I see, I mean, it's like if uh, there was a, a man, uh, the um, one of the. Um, executives for Cash App was yeah, murdered he was, in San yeah, Francisco. Stabbed. Yeah. And people ignored his pleas for help. So people knew that he was being assailed 
and he was screaming for help and everybody just turned their turned their eyes away that's what bothers me see that man's inhumanity to man and i'm not talking about it in a, in a squishy way i'm talking about it in a, a, a christian way um you know the good samaritan story you still hear of those but man the, the the average person who lives in the squalor of a city like san francisco what do you expect that man was a human sacrifice that executive of cash app he was just a human sacrifice oh well it happens every day in the city you know lori lightfoot chicago now they got another idiot running chicago it's going to happen there it's just going to continue happening until people are willing to literally stand up and see the problem again we go back to this the mind does not need a prison when it's in the control of evil. The body, I'm sorry, the body doesn't need bars when the mind is in prison. When you're in the control of hypnotic influences, uh, you will be controlled against your will, against yourself. And so it's, it's a bizarre world that we live in. And I'll, let me tell you this. Um, I, I have, where is it in the Bible? That kind of, I'll tell you before you do that, because I... I... I want to set this up right. I, I have the same concerns, and I think you're alluding to what I what I fear the most is people losing their minds where they're incapable of having an, a unique thought, and they're just blinded, kind of like invasion of the body snatchers. They, they wake up, and they just have all of these viewpoints. They're a completely different person, and they've lost touch with reality, and, they, and they've been implanted with some other. That, that, to me, is where I see wokeism, uh, where everything is viewed for a, through a specific lens. Uh, and that's what scares me the most. Because I think if, if society were to, to step away from God and the idea of a higher power and everything was vested in government, I think shortly thereafter a comet would probably hit the earth. <laughs> I, I, and the reason I, I say that is because, about that. because I think at that point God would have to make a decision. Do I save these people or not? You know, because he could, he could wiggle something. He could cause gravity to bend a little bit and make the comet miss us by a few thousand miles or whatever. But what he would be asking is what would be the point? You know, like, you know, they, you know, when, when Noah went around telling everybody, Hey, got a flood coming and everybody ignored him. What happened? Well, they were, they were absorbed just like people are in social media today. I mean, they were absorbed in the, in the sin of their day. Yeah. Uh, and and what, what the reason why I think God does not destroy the world is because, uh, unfortunately, when— Well, Lot, he wouldn't be he, destroying the world. He would just allow the natural process to occur because, what yeah. the hell, these people are ungrateful bastards anyway. But if you, if you look <laughs> back in, in biblical history, you find that when Lot was looking for yeah. ten good men and then— Oh, I've had that conversation with God right? every day. I promise, if I can get ten people— yeah. You know, and I can't find three. That's what concerns me. And, and and so, but here's the deal. I think there are more good people today uh, and by, by a, 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 an order of magnitude, I think there are a lot of good people who are, who truly love God, who are real Christians. And so for that reason, I do believe God looks upon us with pity. But let me, let me read a couple of quotes here. All right. Well, I got about thirty seconds, so we okay, may well, have then to let me do it when we come back. You want to prep? Yeah, let's preface it because we are really talking about that, and I think you make a real good point. Because if we, if if all of this that we do here is is meaningless and just pointless, and it's just accidental causation, and there really is no higher power, 
then was I was talking to somebody yesterday, then that's a pretty bad joke. That is just a pretty bad, what, you know, what a waste of real estate. Sometimes I wonder, like when people say, oh, I don't believe in deity. I don't believe that there was any reason that the universe was created. And I wonder, well, how scientific is that to believe that all of this energy came from absolutely nothing? I mean, that makes less sense than attributing all of this energy to a cosmic force of some kind that perhaps we're just too unadvanced to understand, you know? So true. Yeah. We'll continue in just a second. You're listening to Speaking Out, America. I'm your host, JR, with my good friend, David Masters, and we will continue. Somebody said to me the other day, Dave, I hate organized religion. And I said, oh, so you like disorganized religion. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, so, again, it's one of those things. Where did, where did you learn that from? Who taught you that, right? That's what, that's what it is. Who, ta- who taught you that? Uh, who, who, you know, to hate organized religion. You know, that, that's what I say to a lot of people. Because when you and I were talking a minute ago, you know, the first thing that people always say is, there's a God, why does he allow bad things to happen? Again, because they've been taught that very that a loving God would never allow his children to suffer. Oh yeah. And usually it's spoken by people who've never been a parent, you know, because if they knew that they would understand that that's not true at all. A, a wise parent lets their child learn from their mistakes. You know, we're talking about the very real fact that would God let, let us destroy ourselves if that's what it took for us to learn our lesson. And I brought up, uh, you brought up lot and I said, yes. you know, Lot's mm-hmm. wife, uh, her name is Edith. Uh, if you read some text, w- Wikipedia, anyway, uh, and I wrote my first blog for my Speaking Out America, and it's entitled, Are You Edith? And what it means to me, uh, the metaphor is, are you so glued to the here and now that you're willing to let it destroy you and believe everything that you're told? Or... Are you looking for the signs and are you willing to walk away from all of this uh, if you if, if it meant your salvation? Would yeah, you be, and then you mentioned the movie Fahrenheit or the story of Fahrenheit 451. I've seen the movie, but you, you described something to me which was very um, impactful. Would yeah. you repeat that? Yeah, it was uh, the wife in Fahrenheit 451 actually was the one that turned in her husband because she was the atypical Karen. She mm. She completely bought the whole story of of who's in charge and then it's okay to burn books and people don't need to read books and they don't need to have knowledge, which is the premise. And it's Ray Bradbury's great book. Yeah. Uh, and there's a few others that all have that same, you know, where there's always, you know, people around you will, will take you into the, the, the bowels of hell if you let them. And, you know, as they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but yeah. let's get to what you were saying about this. Cause it's, it's kind of why I had John, what are we doing and where are we headed and what is the role of, of God in all this? Well, well I, I love the way that uh, biblical concepts uh, intersect with science fiction many times. Um, and so I will read some some quotes from uh, the, the Matrix, my favorite movie. And, and Morpheus says, you've felt it your entire life that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Now, there are those of us 
who we, we want to find the truth. We, we were looking for the truth, just like Neo was looking for Morpheus. And because Morpheus was going to, to liberate him, it was, he's kind of a Jesus type. And so, it, but at the same time, there are people who are absolutely inured in the dark matrix. And so there's a, um, there was a, a political, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word now. My favorite uh, line is when the guy who decides he's going to go back to the matrix and he says, yes. I know this steak isn't real. That's right. Uh, but it's going to taste good when I eat it. And that's, I think, the, you know, it's like we, we want to be this in this sense, this endless sense of pleasure. You know, the other thing, too, is when you don't have to make a decision, it means you don't have to be held responsible if the decision is the wrong well, one. And remember, he said, I want to be somebody important like an actor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, I'm thinking of a statement by Steve Biko, who was a um, South African oh, yeah. uh, agitator, right? Yeah, and he Peter said Gabriel did a song about weapon it. Mm -hmm. in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. So yeah. then I thought, okay, so where does it talk about this in the scripture? And here it is, Romans 7.15. It goes on to say, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate. And then in Romans 7.22 through 7.24, it says, For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. So these are the things that people have struggled with throughout the history of humankind. And when did it begin? It began in the Garden of Eden. We started talking about that. Yeah. When instead of eating from the fruit of life, which they were not forbidden from eating from, they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And when you go back and look at it carefully and closely, you'll see that God, then he calls in, on that moment when it happened, they found themselves were naked and then they hid. And God said, where are you? And they said, well, we hid because we're naked. He said, who told you you were naked? Oh, yeah, well, you know, Adam told me he liked what he saw. And uh, <laughs> I looked over at him and said, hey, not bad. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you right now, this is the nature of hypnotic influences that come about as a result of making bad choices. Well, I'll so, go even a step further because I've talked about this in, in, the, in, in previous shows is the current trans ideology that we're all being dealt with or having shoved in our face yeah. uh, and the, and to a certain extent, the abortion movement. If you think about this from a practical point of view, the difference is, is that I use this metaphorically, but it could also be figuratively. But remember that Lucifer's charge was liberty, self liberty, that mm. you don't, you have no cosmic obligations. You, you are wasting your time. If you think you're, there's a God who's going to save you. You are wasting your time. And it's that ideology that has permeated education, culture, the media. It's all about the self. And, and think about Nike's, uh, yeah. for a long time, their, what was their signature statement? Just do it. Mm -hmm. Now it's do it with Dylan Mulvaney, you know, who just signed a multi-billion dollar contract so that you could have this person uh, dance around like a fairy 
and loves the attention like a little kid. This kid, yeah. this person, I mean, I hate to say this, but she's a circus act. And yeah, she it, wants to be a circus. She yeah. wants to be the center of attention. Yeah. And the Just more never that, you forget know, though, Jim, this Dylan Mulvaney put on a woman's face, but he kept his human, his manly junk. Yeah, he's so only he socially transitioning, which is yes, a big he's 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 showing his authentic self. You know, it's like, you know what? But you know who had the probably the most detrimental impact on the modern culture is Sigmund Freud. Mm. You know, and I know you know a lot a little bit about yeah. this because your dad was a counselor. Yeah. And it's gone it's run amok. Everybody now is so self-absorbed with their acknowledgement and and wanting affirmation. It's like a bunch of insecure little 14-year-old girls running around. Give me attention. And I think it started with the special achievement trophy in school. You know? I I think that that was more of a side effect uh of of men abandoning their natural role as leaders. True. And you know, uh so several months ago, Matt Taibbi, who was, he's now just front and center. He, this guy is a person who was traditionally on the left. Yeah. But when he started unearthing information uh, about, you know, the FBI and all these crazy things that were going on, um, they labeled himself, Lee Fang, Michael Schellenberger, as conspiracy theorists whose sole aim is to discredit the agency. Now, you think about this. So the headline on this article reads, Matt Taibbi reflects on repulsive, horrifying, dystopian world run by anti-people. See, we have, and so I was talking about, because this is the Holy Week, I want to talk about Christ. Well, who is an antichrist? Because Christ said, know the truth and it shall make you free. Well, what does the antichrist do? He tells you lies and enslaves you with it. This is the world of horrifying dystopian people that, that are anti, anti-humans. Mm. And this is what we have to deal with every single day. And so, you know, there's, there's one way, of course, it, it is through Christ, because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light, and the life. And, and so if Jesus is the truth, and Tucker Carlson said it very well last night, that the, uh, the left is the mirror opposite Mm-hmm. of the Christian right. So, yeah. I mean, it's the dark side. We're, we are in Star Wars now. Yeah, and no Star question. Wars has come true. Yeah. I just Hang on I there. I a laser weapon. <laughs> a saber. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're talking with David Masters about life on this holy weekend. Stay tuned. Speaking Out America continues. One of my favorite science fiction movies with Bruce Willis, one of my favorite actors, 12 Monkeys. And, you know, that movie is actually qu- quite prophetic, isn't it? Oh. I mean, that's kind of freaky. Yeah, hard to watch, too. <laughs> hard to watch because it, it, there was a lot of dra- deep trauma in that. I mean, drama is the word. Drama. <laughs> There's one scene where uh, Willis is laying in the bed. He's come back from the past, and he's looking at all the monitors of all the doctors and the experts. And there's all these video cameras. And I and it looks just like the set at CNN. <laughs> oh, wow! <No. laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, but you're right. And I thought about this a lot with this this trial that uh, with Trump. I think the Trump was born into this. I think he's an unwitting uh, participant in what could be a very pivotal point in history because I think what we're deciding right now, and I don't think it's all him. By the way, I don't want to 
make a claim that Trump knew all this and he orchestrated it. It's no God works in all kinds of mysterious ways. Yeah. But this is really about going liberty or tyranny. It's really, it's so down to that liberty or tyranny. And, and you know, the thing is, is Trump is fighting for people who don't like him and they don't even realize it because once their freedoms have taken, been taken away, then they're going to realize, Oh my God, what have I done? And let me just remind you because it is Holy week. Christ was trying to liberate people from the power and the clutches of those who are in charge. And that's why he ended up on the cross. Now, I know he was willing to lay down his life. And I know there's a lot of interpretations about, you know, the, the atonement doctrine, which I, I, I'm sorry to say, but I'm not sold on it because I don't think that God would require Jesus to sacrifice himself uh, in order for God to love us. For go, it even says John 16, for, for God loved the world. See, he already loved us. That's why he sent Jesus here. And Jesus was sent here to liberate us from the clutches of those who love power and love to have power over you. And I hate to say this because people are going to say, what are you trying to deify Trump? But Trump is doing the same damn thing. He is trying to liberate people from the clutches of tyranny and power because those people, it just came out today, David, that the CDC and now all of these uh, insurance agencies and Kaiser Permanente in California and Blue Cross, they have been tracking people who have not been vaccinated. Did you know that? I did not know that, but I don't, it doesn't shock me. The CDC handed over the information and, and you know what the health insurances are saying? Well, we want to be able to advise these people as to good therapy. BS, man. You know that the, if they could say, well, did you get your COVID shot? Well, we're not going to cover you for that then. Or, it, you know, your insurance rates are going to go up. I mean, what about HIPAA laws? What about all this stuff? And, and this is the world we want to live in? Oh, no. No. And that's no, why this, I say that we're at a pivotal point in history. What's your take? Uh, 1984 is reality. You know, make make 1984 fiction again. Um, you know, but, they want to ban that book? No, no, no. What I'm saying, I saw a T-shirt that said that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, take us back to the days where oh, it yeah. fiction. It's real now. And, and, you know, it does come down to a couple of things. And one is when you talk about Christ coming to save us and to free us, what was used in the original scene in the Garden of Eden was the Hegelian dialectic, which was perfected by um, Hegel a hundred years ago. And it's been used on the American people uh, ever since, you know, the Russians knew that they could take over the, this country, that, at least the communists knew that they could do that without firing a shot. And they're, it's still going on, but we have adopted, the, the left has adopted the Hegelian dialectic. And what does that mean? There's three, there's three components of the Hegelian dialectic. One, thesis, which refers an idea, usually an intellectual proposition. Then antithesis refers to the refutation or the refutation of the idea, which is like, no, it's not true. I'm not a racist. And then synthesis. It is the molding of the idea and its refutations into a new idea. So there's transformation always going on in the media. And this is why the ultra MAGA, the red background speech by Herr Biden, you know, if you are not with us, you're against us, but I'm not, I'm not against you. All right, then show us. 
That is how the new ideas are formulated by the mind controllers, and then you end up with 1984, which is a big brother world in which you can't even think for yourself. And look at how many people now rely so heavily on their social media and their and the, the left-wing media. Yeah, let me see what Rachel Maddow thinks, and then I'll think like her because I trust Rachel Maddow, and she's not going to steer me wrong, and so I'll just tune on the TV, and whatever they say, then I'll agree with that because, you know, we're like minds think alike, right? Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's uh, They called it the sucker's choice, too, because it, yeah. it's the proposition that if you don't believe in one way, you must believe in the other way, and there are maybe yeah, multiple it's a false dichotomy, by the way, and you, you, yeah. you can think for yourself and that may give you entirely, uh, you know, unlimited possibilities. Well, you choice. know, it makes it easy to control people. So for example, you know, when I grew up, a lot of my anti-religious friends would always say, well, Christians killed a lot of people during the middle ages. Well, that's because in the middle ages, the uh, Muslims were trying to take over Europe and there were a lot of unemployed people back then. They didn't have Social Security. They needed jobs. And they said, hey, you want to come work for the crusade? We'll feed you. We'll give you some clothing. We'll allow you to sleep. We'll give you a weapon. And everybody went, yay. And that's Well, let me, <laughs> let me address that because, we again, it's a false dichotomy. It's like if you don't care about people, then you're a monster. But wait a minute. People don't care about themselves. No. So how, how far do you take that, you know, to, to the nth degree so that you let people shoot up drugs on the sidewalk and, and, you know, give them clean syringes. I mean, that's not caring about people. That is putting their lives to an end in a different kind of war. Out of compassion. Right? Yeah, compa- a war you of know, compassion. You know, you have compassion exactly. for trans... Why do you want to hurt transsexual children and drive them into suicide? Well, it's like, wait a minute, I didn't say I wanted to do any of that. I get I get what you mean by that, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. they, they make you out to be, uh, well, like you said, you're either for us or against us. Yeah. And it's easy to be, to be compartmentalized because, again, you don't have to take responsibility. If, for example, the COVID vaccines turn out to be highly deadly, hey, I was just following yeah. the experts. You know, they were just telling <laughs> yeah. me, yeah. you know, they take this, it'll, yeah. you know. So, But you're right. Well, I mean, unfortunately, it kind of takes us back to that full center, uh, you know, back to the beginning here, which is, you know, the most important idea is the freedom of thought. And, uh, and if you lose that freedom or if you d- give it up, then you're putting yourself at the whims of people who think of you nothing more or nothing less than a battery, as Morpheus would say. You are nothing but a battery. That's absolutely right. I mean, they just use your energy until you're all used up. and then Bill they Gates you thinks away. you're a battery. Oh, yeah. He said it. Well, We've got audio yeah. of him saying, you know. The only reason, the only way they were going to save the planet is by saving, by reducing carbon. And the only way that we're going to reduce carbon is by re- reducing the world population. And so he goes, you know, he's the chief financier of the World Health Organization, which is the number one leading agency, NGO, supposedly, that goes around and performs abortions and contraceptions. And, uh, and that's, well, you know, he's like the George this, the Soros devil, of America. The devil you know? is the, the king of this world. Christ not, is not the anymore. king of the world to come. Yeah, This is Holy Week, and you know, um, we all have to keep in mind that in the end, we win. But if you're not on the team, you're not playing. So Wait a minute, now you're team. starting to sound like them. You know, no, oh, i got to make a week. choice here between Trump you and, and you Joe Biden. Do. You've got to make a choice. Yeah. You absolutely have to. Uh, because, see, because 
unless you join in on the winning side, and, and of course this is, I'm talking about salvation now. Oh, and yeah. Until that, you that winning side. cast yep. off the old identity and find the new one, your, your life will come to an end and with it will be everything about you. So, uh, how's your book selling? Good. What's the name of it again? Um, How to Free Yourself from the Prison of Your Mind? Free Your Mind, and it's available on Amazon Kindle by David Masters. In my book is the complete Russian textbook on psychopolitics with notes and examples. And I have chapter after chapter. I take the modern headlines and I apply them to the book on psychopolitics, which was created in 1920. And also, um, you can free yourself with from the mind control techniques used in every day with um, information that I've contained. It's also used, by the way. Um, this book was endorsed by Patriot Outreach, which has given out 750,000 copies of a, um, a technique which was perfected by my dad called uh, Coping Strategies. 750,000 now in use. And uh, you can find out more about that at... Um, escapeyourmindsprison.com. And I'm also writing a new book called The Present, and I have published the first chapter there if people want to read it. It's really good. It's very positive. It's all about how to free yourself from insane mind control techniques. I was thinking of writing a book, Who's Better, The Beatles or The Stones? Just to kind of give some levity. <laughs> you know, everything's so serious nowadays, you yeah. know? Uh, that's That's also part of it, too, is we're always in this state of heightened awareness heightened concerned about another crisis that's just around the corner and uh i tell you when i went on a cruise not long ago with my family that was liberation getting away from everybody from phones from the news and just enjoying mother nature at her finest i mean i i realized i realized how free i wasn't <laughs> and boy it's it's nice to go back to that but thank you so much david I think your words have helped, and I want to just remind folks that we are here Monday through Friday on the crntalk.com network, and you can listen to the podcast. I hope you go out and you buy the book. David, thank you very much for joining me, and uh, I hope you have a blessed Easter, my friend. God bless you, Jim. Thank you very much, and God bless all. All right. We'll talk soon. Stand by.